G'day guys. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the new flag favourites, the inconsistency of the umpiring, death threats from Essendon supporters, and Channel 7's rubbish coverage, and much, much more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Another round done, round 11 completes, uh, yeah, another crazy, crazy round of footy. Um, it's yeah, started on Saturday, ended on Wednesday, so it's uh, been another long round, but we love it. There's been footy on every night, which is great. Um, but the big things that come out of that, uh, out of round 11 would be uh, Port Adelaide now into flag favouritism after their huge win over, over Richmond. I know, uh, I know you've got plenty to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty to say about that. I'll touch on that in the uh, the review of the game. But, yeah, they've definitely, you know, shown why they're top of the ladder and definitely probably the favourite at the moment, I'd say. Yeah, they look very impressive. Um, I think people wanted, um, you know, more out of Port Adelaide. Like they, were be- they were beating teams that they were meant to beat, but to beat a team like Richmond um, really really puts them into, into flag favouritism and they're my pick now uh, for the flag. So it's... Uh, Good to see in that and thoroughly deserve, especially with Kenny Cleed, the amount of pressure that he's been under the last few years. It's uh, it's good to see them um, playing consistent footy and up the top of the ladder. Um, but for me, the biggest talking point for the round is the umpiring, the inconsistency of it. It's uh, for the it's season, bigger. really. Yeah, for the season, yeah. but it's it got highlighted a fair bit over over the last round. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, the inconsistency of the umpiring, and this isn't even just for Richmond games. Like I'm talking mutual games that I watch. I've got no investment in them whatsoever. It's making the game harder to watch. The petty free kicks that they're paying, I haven't seen a genuine you know, uh, forward lead at the ball and take a big mark as much as ever because every time it goes down forward, there's always a free kick for someone. someone someone's finger got caught in his jumper. He was holding the man, you know, or... Some, it's something soft and it's just ruining yeah for me it's it's starting to ruin the game and making it hard to watch I don't know how you feel about it but I'm tipping about the same yeah absolutely um, like I'm not I'm not big on umpire bashing like I've never been like I, I hate it when people complain about umpires and saying that they cost them the game um, but now it's enough like last last couple of weeks especially last week in the um, you know like obviously everyone knows I'm a Carlton supporter so uh, in the Carlton game last week against West Coast there was just decisions that were just ridiculous and they ultimately cost Carlton the game. Um, in particular, I know this, this decision in particular didn't, but um, the one against Sam Petreski seaton where he got wrapped up half a second after he pick up, picked up the footy, um, had no prior opportunity, holding the ball, and then within a 50 metre was paid straight after it um, and West Coast kicked the goal from it. So it's just things like that are just ridiculous and it, it is killing the game. One thing I did notice, though, from uh, the Gold Coast Essendon game was they actually um, put the whistle away for a, a good minute or two, and and the game was great. It was free free flowing, um, was really contested. It was good to watch. So they just need to have a look at that and see, like, the game look, actually looks a lot better when you just put the whistle away and and pay a free kick when it is genuinely there, not just because um, you feel like you have to pay it because. Alistair Clarkson has, has said pay more holding the balls, you know? 
Yeah, I've, I haven't paid one for 20 minutes. I better pay a free kick. Yeah. And, you know, same same as the the Geelong, Geelong the, the Gold Coast um, Essendon game last night, the, same as the Richmond Port Adelaide game. I mean, it's been, you know, called one of the games of the season. But for the first three quarters, the umpires, for the most part, had their whistles away. They paid a few free kicks that were a bit, how are you going, um, for both sides. Um, for the first three quarters, it was, it was good and it was a great game to watch, you know, at the, at the end of the day. So definitely the whistle being put away the game for sure yeah <clears throat> that, that yeah I feel like if I feel like gosh I haven't paid a hold in the ball for a while or I'm, I didn't pay it then so I should pay it now just to to even it up um it's yeah it's 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 becoming ridiculous now and um I think they need to have a real real hard look at it um and I think someone needs to come out from the umpiring department and just explain these dodgy calls that have been going on just to have some clarification because I think all fans really want that at the moment but Oh, well, that's uh, enough umpire bashing for now. Um, but another another big talking point from the weekend was the, well, from actually from the end of last round, was the death threats um, directed towards Callan Ward from Essendon supporters, which is um, oh, absolutely not on. No, that's disgusting. Um, look, Cal- we, we spoke about the Callum Ward thing already. Um, you know, he's a tough player. He, prob- he probably did, probably did throw his head back a little bit, but end of the day, the free kick was area of the way. I mean, not that it, if not it, even if it wasn't, it wouldn't justify death threats. But yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not. Am I surprised? No, um, but yeah. it definitely shouldn't be happening. Not surprised um, from the supporter group that it's come from, but um, it is. Yeah, it is disgusting. So, but. Uh, yeah, we'll move on. Move on for that before we get too passionate about Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get stuck straight into the game. So round eleven started way back on Saturday uh, between Port Adelaide and Richmond. It was dubbed the best game of the season, and I thought it was. Um, I don't know how you felt about it, considering the Tigers lost, but it was a very good game to watch. Yeah, well, I was. I've, I've been. It's been dwelling in my head about whether I actually thought it was the best game of the season or not. And I think, look, in hindsight, yeah, it definitely would have been the best game of the season. I mean, the lead changed a few times. Um, for me, it was difficult to watch because you know, twice Richmond had to claw their way back from, you know, 20-odd points down. And for, uh, for me, you know, it was difficult to see because it's like, oh, come on, we, we're in front. Don't let the lead slip. Let it slip again. Came back. But I guess for a mutual supporter to see the back and forth happening like that, that's great to see. And um End of the day, Port, which is too good. They were dominant. They showed, as I said before, they showed why they're top of the ladder and, you know, definitely left their mark on the rest of the competition and sent a big warning out. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was, yeah, as you said, there was a lot of lead changes. It was neck and neck right until three-quarter time and then Port Adelaide just put the foot down really in the last quarter and Richmond didn't even score, did they? No, well, that's it. Yeah. Richmond didn't score. We went into three-quarter time, I think we were up by two points. Um, and Port only, they only beat us by, I think, just over three goals. So they didn't... Score heavily, but the, the, we couldn't get it out of their um, their forward fifty. So yeah, they were just too strong. Put the foot on the throat, and yeah, left us behind. Yeah, that was very impressive from Port, and uh, yeah, they, um, they they definitely deserve the flag favourite tag um, at the moment. Uh, we'll go to the votes for that game. So we go one vote to Peter Laddams, two votes to Travis Boak, and three votes to Ollie Wines. The other game on the Saturday was between Brisbane and the Bulldogs at the Gabba. Um, Jesus the a lot of disposals going around in this game, wasn't there? <laughs> it was the battle of disposal getters, that's for sure. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, Jack McRae with 40 disposals, which is absolutely ridiculous in a short game. Uh, and then you had Lockie Neal um, with 36 disposals, which is 
Did, did these two just have the ball the whole time? They honestly had the ball on a string. <laughs> I know we spoke about them um, already in our All Australian episode that we just released, but oh, the, the numbers that they are able to get every week, and it's not even um, you know a lot of cheap one-two handballs. The, a lot of their disposals have impact on the game in a big way. I mean, it didn't the, the way Brisbane won the game? It wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought that happened for McRae, but it, it honestly did. And the way he moves the ball, so nice to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's yeah, he sort of just played a, a lone hand for the Bulldogs, didn't he? Like Brisbane are pretty dominant throughout the night. Um, Eric Kip would kick five goals, which was his best performance for the season, and um, Brisbane just keep doing their thing, and they look um, like a pretty good chance of finishing top two, definitely top four, but potentially top two as well. And, you know, if they get finals at, at the Gabba, then I think they're going to be a hard team to stop. But, um, yeah, we'll go to the votes for that. So we gave one vote to Eric Hipwood, two votes to Lockie Neal, and three votes to Jack McRae. Um, I think those two, Jack McRae and Lockie Neal, are going to be uh, one and two. Well, Lockie Neal is definitely number one on our MVP leaderboard, and Jack McRae is definitely yes. number two. Right. Definitely. All right, we'll move on to Sunday's games. And this was between West Coast and Carlton at Optus Stadium. Um, same old story for Carlton. Um, had a good lead, blew it. Uh, just couldn't stop the, the Eagles when they had a, their momentum. So it was, I think, West Coast kicked five goals in 10 or 15 minutes and that, that just that killed the game. Um, pretty disappointing um, as a Carlton supporter considering this has happened every single game this season bar one. Where we've we've held had a lead and then a team's just wrestled momentum back and we haven't been able to stop them and it's cost us the game. Um, yeah, so it's pretty disappointing and um, umpiring didn't help in that game as we mentioned earlier. But yeah, but in saying that, West Coast looked pretty good, didn't they? Yeah, West Coast. Although, like you said, Carlton have done it a bit, blowing their leads. West Coast are a good side, and you know they they I guess they reminded everybody how just how good they are. The way they turned around and dominated the game, the way they did, um, well, it speaks for itself, really. Yeah, yeah, their their midfield is unbelievable. Definitely the best midfield in the competition. They just bat so deep down there, um, and it's yeah. If they get, you know, if, you know, as we said, if Brisbane get their finals in Queensland, um, they'll be strong. But if West Coast get their finals in Perth, well, no one's going to beat them. No one will beat them down there. Do, do you think West Coast's current midfield? Rivals the Judd Cousins Kerr midfield. I saw something about that. Was that yeah, on? Yeah, I did. That, that, yeah. yeah, I've stolen that from someone else. But. Yeah. Um, wow. It's, it's, geez, it's hard to compare considering how good you know, Judd Cousins Kerr was. Um, but I think if they, if that group can win another flag, absolutely. You know, especially with, with Tim Kelly there now, I think, I think absolutely that can, you know, Judd Cousins Kerr won one flag. Um, I think, well, if, if this group can win another one, yeah, I think one I have two Brownlows. Yeah, but <laughs> mate, I don't know. It's it's a it's a really good question, really hard one. Um, I think the, the the West Coast midfield now is a bit, you know, they don't have the what is it the popularity of what Judd Cousins Kerr had, but mate, the talent is is incredible. So I think that's a really good question and really good argument to have. Mm, definitely. Um, but we'll go to the votes for that game. Uh, so we gave one vote to Nick Nat, two votes to Zach Fisher, played his first game since round one and kicked four goals. It was very impressive. And three votes to Dom Sheed. The other game on the Sunday was between Melbourne and North Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. Um, 
it was a close game this one up until half time and then Melbourne put the foot down and, and really stormed home and uh, they kicked six goals to none in the last quarter. Yeah, well, like I said, like you just said, half time, it was a pretty close, low scoring game. I think it was about four goals apiece or something like that. So not really too flashy or exciting of a game. And then Melbourne just sort of definitely separated themselves from those bottom few teams in the ladder and showed that they're, they're not as bad as we might have pinned them to be early on in the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm still not entirely convinced with Melbourne. You know, the last two weeks they've beaten Adelaide and North Melbourne, the two bottom teams. So I'm not going to take too much away from that. Um, but, yeah, they're winning, which is the main thing. And I think they're ninth on the ladder now. So they're, they're definitely within – or they're definitely a chance to play finals. So um, they do need to beat some bigger scalps, though, just to um, you know, show the competition that they're not, you know, they're not just beating up on the, on the shooter teams. But they're doing well. They've had a good, they've had a good month anyway. Um, we'll go to the votes. So go one vote to Luke McDonald two votes to Christian Petrarca and three votes to Clayton Oliver. He's starting to find some really good form now. All right. Monday, we had St Kilda and Geelong at the Gabba. And this was a real statement game from the Cats, wasn't it? Big time. Big time. They, they had to beat St Kilda, a team where they're on the ladder at the moment, the way they've been playing, the way that they did was huge. And I know we spoke about Port Adelaide being uh, flag favourites now, but does Geelong have to be considered in the conversation of the way they beat St Kilda? Absolutely. A win over a good side like Saints, yeah. Definitely. They have to be. Um, you know, if they, if they can put in performances like that against the Saints team that has been playing you know, really good attacking footy and just to slow them down like that was in, incredible. Um, you know, their, their big names are firing. You know, Tom Hawkins kicked five. Mitch Duncan dominated again. Dangerfield was on fire. Um, you know, they've got enough talent there to, to win a flag and, they're sort of playing. They're sort of playing like a team that really wants to get there. You know, like Dangerfield's won everything he can. Um, he just he just wants that flag. So I think they're going to be right up there in the season at the end of the season. And um, yeah, I think if they can keep putting in results like this, they'll they'll be right up there. Yeah, we can also can't forget Geelong. I think of play, uh, playing a stretch of five games in nineteen days. I'm pretty sure their fixture worked out to be. So they had one of the worst fixtures in the yeah. On the football festival, the footy festival, but um, they're not. It doesn't show. It doesn't show that they're having those short turnarounds. The way they're playing, so no, they, you know, like the Saints didn't score really score impact after half time on the scoreboard. So yeah, to keep the Saints scoreless like that, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, for sure, and they've managed a lot of players too, Geelong. So it just shows that they've got they've got a lot of depth in their team. Um, and I think yeah, I think they're a real dark horse for the flag this year. They, yeah. And even even before that game, they were even putting in some good performances too. So I think they're going to be right up there. Um, votes for that game. So we gave one vote to Mitch Duncan, two votes to Sam Manigola, and three votes to Tom Hawkins. Uh, the later game on the Monday night was between Frio and Hawthorne at Optus Stadium. And Frio looked very impressive, but Hawthorne looked equally as bad, didn't they? I don't know what's happening with Hawthorne at the moment. They put up performances like they did against the Blues a couple of weeks ago and they looked like a top eight side. And then the way they played against Fremantle, they, they looked right in Adelaide's category. Um, yeah, but in, on the other hand, Freo are looking, like you said, impressive. And they look just exciting to play, like to watch. Sorry, they're exciting to watch. It's a bit like Gold Coast um, this season. I've been really enjoying watching Freo play. Yeah, they've, um, yeah, they've been good. They've been exciting. Um, you know, they've got a super young team. Um, so they're going to get have like a lot of inconsistencies, but 
what they've been dishing up at, especially at home, it's been good. It's been exciting. Um, and yeah, I think they're, they've, they've surprised a few people this season and it's good to see, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see Nat Fife at his best as well. He, um, you know, coming off a hamstring injury, he's had 28 touches, kicked a goal. Um, and then they've even got young players like Andrew Brayshaw, who's having a great season. Um, he was yeah. another one who had the ball on the string this week. Yeah, had a very good game. Um, so, yeah, but then in San Hawthorne, are just, you know, they, they played, you know, really good footy the week before and the dish out that game. It's pretty uh, pretty concerning. And I think I think they need to accept the fact that they're going to go through a rebuild uh, sooner, or, sooner or later. Um, but we'll go to the votes for that game. Uh, we gave one vote to Nat Fife, two votes to Adam Chera, and three votes to Andrew Brayshaw. Okay, Tuesday football. We had Adelaide and Collingwood at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> Bit of a weird game this one, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, I, this is a, this is one I do. I know we've said this a lot about Adelaide games this year, but this was a very, this was a hard game to watch. Um, especially the first half, the skills were bad. The game just didn't really look like it was going anywhere. I mean, Collingwood are well, supposed to be a pretty good side, and. Adelaide were taking it to them. They showed signs of competitiveness throughout the game, um, you know. But then obviously Collingwood had that five-goal third quarter and, you know, set up the win for them. And Adelaide, once again, just didn't take an opportunity when it was there in front of them to, you know, try and get in front of a dismantled, depleted Collingwood team. Yeah, I feel like that's been the story for Adelaide, um, especially at home over the last few weeks. They've they've been in the game, like, right up until three-quarter time and then they just stop or the, the other team just has a bit too much class for them. So, I mean, considering where they're coming from, I think, I think you've got to be somewhat happy with what, how, you know, their competitiveness at home. Um, but yeah, it's you know, ultimately not giving them the win, but I think they're, they're definitely showing signs of, you know, that they're, they're at least, they're at least wanting to win, aren't they? <laughs> Cause there was some yeah. this season where they didn't look like they wanted to win at all. No, exactly right. It does look like they want to win. Um, and looking at their fixture coming up, they've got some they've got some tough teams to beat. I'm pretty sure they've still got Hawthorne coming up, so you'd think yep. that would be um, another chance for them. But I think other than that, they've got some tough games, so they're really going to have to put in, you know, the same effort they've been putting in, but plus, plus some. So Yeah, for sure. Get that, they get that win they're looking for this year. Uh, we'll go to the votes for that game. So we gave one vote to Braden Maynard, two votes to Taylor Adams, and three votes to Rory Led. All right, the final game of the round was between Gold Coast and Essendon on the Wednesday night at Metricon Stadium, and this game ended in a draw. A very exciting draw as well. Man, Gold Coast led for the whole match, and Essendon hauled their way back into it late. Um, but it was a pretty exciting game, wasn't it? I loved it. I thought it was a great game. Um, Zaharakis came in clutch, I think, to tie the game towards yeah. the end there. And Not the first time he's like, come in clutch, has he? Not the first time. <laughs> I think he's the ice man down at Essendon. Yeah. And then you had... Uh, Isaac Rankin, you know, trying to launch from about 50 metres out to seal the game. Um, just so much excitement. Uh, there's a lot of people um, giving it to Isaac Rankin, actually, about whether or not he should have taken that shot from the distance he was at. Maybe he should have gone in for a shorter pass. What, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I was loving the confidence of the man to go back and take the opportunity. Mm. What, do you, what did you think? Yeah, I don't mind the confidence as well. Um, like when he marked it, I was like, yeah, go back, go back. But then once I saw how far back he was... It was probably a bit much at that stage of the game, tied legs. But yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the confidence on him. It's, it's good. It's good to see for a, from a nineteen-year-old. Um, but yeah, in hindsight, you'd, you'd probably 
yeah, maybe just look for an opponent. Uh, look for a player inside 50 or just yeah, put don't, it don't look for on an the goal score. I think he did look for an opponent because Essendon got the ball straight away. So, um, But, yeah, in hindsight, he probably should have just put it to the top of the goal square on, on Ben King's head or something like that. But, um, but yeah, the game ended in a draw and um, it sort of it keeps both teams in, in the finals race anyway. Um, and, yeah, that's... There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to remember, Essendon still have a game up their sleeve as well. Um, they do, yeah. And same as the Ds that we mentioned yeah. earlier. That is um, true. They've still got a game, so you can't forget that. That is true. Um, all right, the votes for that game. So we have one vote to Dylan Shield, two votes to Lockie, Lockie Weller, and three votes to Zach Merritt. And that is round 11 done. Um, yep, yeah, another exciting round of footy, a lot to talk about. Um, but as we've been doing the last few weeks, we're going to get straight into the, the preview. So we'll get into round 12, which starts on Thursday night uh, between Sydney and GWS at Optus Stadium. So the Sydney Sydney Derby getting played in Perth and they're what both coming off the, the bike. Battle of the Bridge, correct. Um, there's no bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, this game, I mean, this, should, it, this looks like an easy win for the Giants, but Sydney have been pretty competitive this season, so it wouldn't surprise me if they get pretty close to them. Yeah, the Swans have been in a lot of games. I mean, they haven't won much, obviously, but um, they've been in a lot of games. And the Giants, they, they, they have been known to slack off a little bit um, at times. I know they're obviously a good side, but, yeah, who knows? The Swans playing some of their youngsters and might find a bit of confidence and you never know which way. And the way the season's going as well, you, ne- you never know what could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Anything could happen. Um, but the Giants do need a win if they want to play top Oh yeah, finishing the top four. Um, they're sort of in that in that mix, you know, that that bottom half of the eight. But you know, if they want to, you know, who knows how long their premiership window is going to be open for. So they need to get into the top four and, and try to win this season's flag. And they need to beat beat teams like teams like Sydney. Um, and I think they will. I think they'll win pretty comfortably. Thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the Giants losing this one either. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to Friday night. Uh, game of the round this one for mine Geelong and Port Adelaide at Metricon huge massive game massive game they're both coming off really important wins and do you think whoever wins this becomes the well not the Port would be the new favourite do you think if Geelong wins this they become the new favourite I think so I think yeah I think you've seen before um, you know does this does this put Geelong within that that bracket of you know teams that can win the flag I think if they can knock off Port Adelaide then I think that that could be equal favourites with Port, if not outright favourites. Um, yeah, this is a massive game for both teams. I mean, Port Adelaide, you know, coming off a massive game against Richmond to show their credentials, and this is just equal to that game, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right. I, I'm more interested. I'm most interested, I should say, in seeing how Port face a good team like Geelong away from Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, not 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 that that's a, the reason, only reason they won because the way they played last week was fantastic. But coming up against another good side at a mutual ground, that's that's the real test because no team's got the advantage. It's just genuine whoever's best on the day. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I'm going to uh, tip Port just. It's actually a really hard game to tip. But yeah, I'm, I'm tipping just. Geelong. Ooh. I'm tipping Geelong. I'm going the other way. I'm, I'm tipping okay. the Cats. I don't know. I think they've got some confidence at the moment. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. All right, Saturday, we've got North Melbourne and Brisbane at Metricon Stadium. Um, should be an easy win for the Lions, you'd think. Yeah, you'd think a bit of a percentage booster for 
Brisbane and Lockie Neal have another chance to secure his brown though. Yeah, I think there's another chance for him to get three votes. Um, and, yeah, there's not much else to say really than a nice, easy Brisbane win. So we'll, uh, we can quickly move on from that. <laughs> 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 sorry, uh, sorry, North supporters. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's three games on the Saturday. So we've got Melbourne and Collingwood just after that one. Um, this will be an interesting, really interesting game. Um, both teams, you know, they've, they've come off a couple of wins, but both haven't been too convincing. So um, the winner out of this game will be pretty happy um, considering they're both at, both at the same, I think they're, they're both on the same uh, win-loss percentage as well. So huge game. Um, and it's a game that Collingwood definitely need to win more than Melbourne, I, I reckon. Yeah, Collingwood have to win this game. Um, like you said, they've won the last couple of weeks, but none of the wins that they've had have been, well, that impressive, really. Um, so they need, they do need to beat Melbourne, especially if they want to stay within finals contention. Um, hopefully, they'll get some players back in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, they, they need to beat Melbourne this week to, um, well, to keep them in it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it just shows the depth of Collingwood. You know, they can they can still grind out wins with a very depleted team and. You know, once they get their players back and, you know, they'll be right up there, um, you know, with the flag favourites. So they just need to keep winning these games and um, grinding through them. Because, you know, the Adelaide, the Adelaide win for them wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. So if they can do that again here, um, you know, they'll, they'll set them up for the for a finals run. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to tip Collingwood as well. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm tipping the pies as well. Yeah. Uh, the other game on the Saturday is between Frio and Carlton at Optus Stadium and, must win game for the Blues. Um, they have to win this. They lose this, they go four and seven. And that's just a, just looks like another disappointing season for them. So they need to win this um, to get back into the finals race. But in saying that, Freo have looked pretty good at home and, and it's going to be a very hard game for the Blues. Yeah, definitely. The, the Blues' win-loss record this year probably doesn't reflect how they've played because I thought they've played pretty well. Like you said, they just had lapses in quarters and other teams have gotten over the top. But and the way that Freo's playing, they're not going to be. Um, they can't afford to do that against the Dockers either, because the Dockers have been good the last few weeks. So as you said, great game. Um, Harry McKay back in. That's huge for Carlton. Yeah, it is. Begin. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, you know, when when he's played, he's been really good. He's just been in and out too much. Didn't really have a preseason. Um, so I don't think we'll see the best of Harry this season. But when he does play, he bobs up, kicks three goals. He's very important to the team. Um, but Jack Martin out this week. So that's a huge loss for Carlton. He's arguably been um, our best player this season. So that's a huge loss. But I don't know. It's a, it's a, it is a tough game to pick. Um, I think if Carlton can just you know, learn how to deal with teams when they get a run on, um, yeah, I think Carlton can, can win those games. But you just never know. But I, I do think we're going to win just. I think it would be a real tight game. I think it'll be the same as you. I think it'll be a tight game, but I'm I'm going to go the Dockers just. I think the way they're playing at home lately has been pretty good and I think they'll continue that. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, let's move on to Sunday. We've got the Bulldogs and Adelaide at Metricon Stadium. Um, yeah, running out, running out of things to say about Adelaide games, aren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, d- I, don't, I really don't know what to say. I mean, other than all you can really hope for from as an Adelaide supporter at the moment is just constant improvement. Um, but they're coming up against a dog side that's been inconsistent this year, but definitely a much better side. And they'll be looking to sort of push push back into the eight and gain some percentage with this game, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think the Bulldogs very comfortably here. 
Um, and I think that's all we have to say about it, isn't it? Yeah, that's all we have to say about that one. <laughs> uh, we got St Kilda and Essendon at the Gabba after that game. Um, the Saints are looking to to bounce back after their big loss, and um, you know the Bombers' season. You know, I think that that draw against the Gold Coast sort of keeps them in it, but their season's still you know hanging by a thread a bit, and um, I can't see them beating the Saints here. No, I can't see them being St. Kilda either. I think they probably needed to beat Gold Coast um, in that last game. I know it was a draw and it just kept them in there, but I think they really needed to win. And they obviously need to win this one as well, but I don't think St. Kilda will come out. Um, yeah, come, they'll only come out with their best foot forward, like the way they got done to the Cats. They're, they're, they're going to be fired up. and oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to take advantage of Essendon big time. Yeah, I think the Saints quite comfortably here. Uh, the other game on the Sundays between West Coast and Hawthorne at Opta Stadium. And that's another game that we don't really have much to say other than a, a big West Coast win. Yeah, another percentage booster. Yeah, another percentage booster. And they're going for seven in a row as well, West Coast. So just shows how, how dominant they've been over the, the last few weeks or ever since, they've, um, ever since they've come back from Queensland. They've just been um, unbelievable. So I think this will be another easy win for the Eagles. Uh, the last game of the round is on the Monday night between Richmond and, and the Gold Coast at the Gabba. Um, yeah, both coming off, you know, relatively disappointing games, but um, the Tigers are welcoming back some big names, aren't they? Yeah, well, we've got Hooley, Hooley back after an extended leave and Cochin will be back in this week after resting him against Port. So I think the Tigers really need to come in here and make a statement. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago we beat the Lions and, you know, everyone was all up and about us. And then, you know, the week later we lose to Port and sort of, Almost like, you know, everyone's forgotten about the Tigers. I think they need to come out and um, make a statement against the Gold Coast. But in saying that, like we've been saying all year, the Gold Coast is so exciting and they're not going to make it easy for them because um, they've just been extremely competitive all year. Yeah, absolutely. I think this would be a really good game. I do think Richmond will win, but um, Gold Coast would definitely give it a, give them a good run. And um, But, yeah, that it makes it really hard for the Gold Coast to, to play finals um, if, they, yeah, if they lose this one. But... Richmond. I can't see Richmond not winning. No, I'm tipping the Tigers as well. I think yeah. we play well at the Gabba. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, that is round 12 done. Um, some exciting games to look forward to there. Um, but we'll get into our uh, our favourite segment, Spot on a Way Off. Um, and I'll kick us off here. Peter Laddams is the most improved player in the competition. <laughs> Agreed, agreed. The reason why I'm sighing is because he started to have his breakout game against the Tigers on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, agreed. He, he's he's done some incredible things um, for a young guy, and well, yeah, and the way he's uh, proved himself in recent weeks, especially. I'm um, definitely probably for my eyes, yeah, the most improved player for sure. Yeah, he's been really good. It's yeah, ever since he, he I think he came into the team probably six weeks ago, and since then he's been incredible um, for a player that hasn't played much footy before that. So. Yeah, spot on. All right. Now, I'm sure, as most of you would have heard, the uh, Nathan Buckley COVID breach, if you want to call it that, that happened um, at Adelaide the other night. But in light of that incident, are we starting to lose, or we are starting to lose sight of a player's sense of humanity? Spot on or way off? Yes. Yeah, spot on for mine. I think it's, and this- yeah, I think it's, it's getting a bit much now, isn't it? Yeah, well, Buck said it himself. He goes, you know, cafes and everything around the area are just riddled with media waiting for a player to step out of line and buy a coffee. 
or, you know, yeah. or sit down with his coffee or something like that. And, yeah, in my eyes, you know, we've got to remember at the end of the day, these guys are people. Um, yeah. I know they've got, I know they're getting paid and they've got rules to abide by, but, you know, let's, let's ease up a little bit, I think. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right. Channel 7 footy coverage is absolute garbage and they should give it back to Channel 9 or 10. You know I'm very passionate about this and that's a big spot on for me. I almost I dread every time I see a Richmond game being broadcast at the moment. It's, you said it to me earlier, but the amount of times that Channel 7 just get players' names wrong or forget who someone is, it's well, it's not good enough considering that they've been in the game for as long as they have been. So, yeah, definitely spot on for me. Yeah, it's 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 getting ridiculous now. I've noticed it a lot this season where they just they're saying they're getting players' names wrong. Um, they're even they're calling players that aren't even playing. Um, it's 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 ridiculous for mine. You know, Fox Footy do, do it the best. I love their coverage and I yeah I love watching games on Fox Footy and Channel Seven just oh, they're just they're shocking and and I think this season they're getting found out a bit. Like it's it's getting a bit more attention now. Uh, people starting to notice. Obviously, you know, with everyone being home, so everyone's everyone's watching footy a lot more closely this year. And um, yeah, I, th- I think it's time for them to to either improve or or just move on. Yeah, agreed. Last one after Mario Charles' exceptional and almost breakout performance on the weekend against Port Adelaide, it should become mandatory for all players to have a teammate poke them up the bum <laughs> <laughs> consensually, consensually. <laughs> And off camera, and off camera, I'll, I'll state that one. Uh, well, <laughs> if it works, it works. <laughs> so spot on. <laughs> Absolutely spot Everyone's on. Everyone's got their thing. <laughs> Just a side note to that. Marbio Charles playing incredible foot, footy this season. Oh, he oh, is. Like, he's taking his game to another level. I'm, I'm loving the way he's yeah. playing at the moment. And I'm, and I'm wrapped for him because he's been on the list for – everyone thinks he's a young guy. He's been on the list since 20 – well, 2016, which I guess is still young, but he's been on the mm. list for a while and it's great to see him finally get his opportunity and he's really taken it by the, taken it by the horns. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that's a, that's a spot on for me. Yeah. If it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is, that is spot on a way off done um, for this week. Um, all right, and, then, and that, that brings us to the end of the episode. It's been good. A lot to talk about as per usual. Um, some, uh, some big games. What's uh, what are you looking forward to the most this weekend? Was is it the Geelong Port game? In terms of quality of football, definitely the Geelong Port game. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, being a Tiger, I'm also excited to see yeah. it bounce back. So this is true. <laughs> Keen yeah. for next Monday, but no, I reckon Geelong uh, Geelong Port will be the game of the round for me. Cool. Um, and yeah, as we say every, every episode, just make sure you leave us a review, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate all the support, and we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, it means the absolute world to us. Um, whenever we see all the reviews coming through so keep them coming Um, but yeah have a great weekend stay home and we hope your team wins